Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, we're at part three. Part three, part three of, of friendship. You know, I don't. I do think this is part three of three. We're not going to talk about friendship next time we're together. But I don't think this is going to go away for us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> With all of the response that we've gotten, yeah. we're going to have to do we'll friendship back. sometime maybe later this spring. We'll circle back around. But man, there's a lot to talk about in yeah. regards to friendship. Yeah, there is. Um, so for our good day, you're, you, have some, you have some good ideas about thanks, these good thanks, days. Thanks, your idea thanks. is, what's a good day in our friendship? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so <laughs> you didn't tell me what you picked because I just didn't want to duplicate it. But I think... Again, you're looking for a response. <laughs> I, don't yep. know, okay. I don't know what you're this looking for. This is a very good memory, stamped memory oh, in my this brain. This is great. <clears throat> we both love Tyler Perry. Oh. Okay, and this he is had such a he, good memory. He, he went on a Medea tour. <laughs> <laughs> we love those movies. <laughs> and we went to Medea Live oh, in so Columbus good. with Daryl and and the two boys. And I will never forget looking over at you. And we both had tears streaming uh, uh, down oh our my face. Gosh. And Daryl was belly laughing, like oh open gosh. mouth laughing. It was so fun. And it was, it, and also we went to an Italian restaurant. I think it was Puga, Puga de, de Beppo. Beppo. Yeah. yeah. And, Puga de Beppo, yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would love for you to sponsor us. They, and I, I remember. I don't remember the main meal. I just remember that we got that huge Sunday after we oh, ate. Oh, yes. And yes. it was just so fun. But I'll never forget looking, just looking to my right, and, and we <laughs> both were crying because it's, it was oh, it just was so, so good. funny. It was Honestly, so good. I, does he tour anymore? Because I would go again. I would go again as well. I would 100% go again. I think he does, actually. We need I to think, figure that out. I think it might be happening even maybe now. I I'm thought sure. Medea, like, retired. Yeah, but she came right back out. She came right <laughs> Listen, back out Medea making money. <laughs> she came right back out of retirement. And, oh, it's so oh, funny. Oh, it's so funny. That's and honestly, really you know what's memory. surprising about that was the heart that it, that's part of that, too. Like, oh, yeah. It's so message. slapstick, and it's so mm. vulnerable and heartfelt. Mm. It is literally our personalities. Oh. <laughs> And 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 when and there was a portion that you could tell that Tyler Perry was ad libbing, like, yes. and it was all about purpose and loving yes. yourself, and it was so. It, honestly, good. it felt like church. It there were parts so of it. So good, it was so good, but it was also so, good. so funny. Okay, that was mine. What's yours? Okay, here's here's mine. My. One of my favorite memories of our friendship. <laughs> Which, you know, here's the thing. This is this is like real. These are good days is birthed out of us just loving normal things in yes, life. Yes. So yeah, when we so when you true. when you told me to think about this, I was like, Oh my gosh, when I worked at the church, I was off Fridays and you didn't work on Fridays and we would just like go around Amish country and yeah, eat yeah. donuts and yeah. whatever. Or we'd sit and have our coffee until yes, like, like eleven AM. I love that, yeah, those yeah, moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, when yeah. you're like, Hey, what are you doing? Just drop in. Love that. You know, I I have great memories when your kids were home and they were oh, little. Yeah. Oh. Um, memories of Joey sleepwalking. Oh, yeah, memory yeah, of yeah. Teddy wearing a shark tooth <laughs> necklace with his Listen, very poofy Lego hair. We always call it a shark tooth <laughs> necklace, and he's twenty eight, and he constantly still is he still cracks me and says it was not a shark tooth; it was a saber's tooth. <laughs> oh, sorry, Teddy. <laughs> so I, I don't was, even know what a is it saber? A saber tooth? It's uh, that's it, not even. Uh, 
I don't that, know. That would I, be in a museum. Yeah, I don't know. Teddy, it, It's a Teddy, different tooth, on. but it's not a shark tooth. <laughs> he says it every time I say it. Maybe it's a jaguar tooth. Uh, I don't know. So anyway, one of continue. my favorite memories, if I had to put together a scrapbook, would be when you invited me to go to Puerto Rico with your family. Oh, yeah, that was good. There are two things that happen on this trip <laughs> that always stick out in my mind. Here, and honestly... Leanne, traveling with you is an experience. Mm, thank you. Um, one of the things that... <laughs> <laughs> here's what here's what happens. Let me just tell you about this. One time Leanne and I were going to Columbus and we needed to be there at a very specific time. Yeah. I don't remember why we were going or what we were doing, but we were like... We were a little bit we were, on a time schedule. We were on time at that moment. Yeah. So we're driving towards Columbus yes. and she, I'm not kidding you, goes, I need an oil change and jerks the wheel yeah. into the Valvoline <laughs> oil change place where you sit in the car. And I was like, are you kidding we me? We still made it. In your mind. <laughs> I'm always early though. <laughs> Um, and so now I'm always like, Leanne, (laughs) you and your oil changes, but here's the thing about traveling. So we went to Puerto Rico. It was a beautiful trip Mm -hmm. with one of your, um, BFS from Virginia and her family. And we had a really, that was Mexico. Mexico. Puerto Rico was without, it was just your family and me. Yes. And, um, so the, the two stories actually have to be about you and Daryl, which is funny. The first one is. You know, you are who you are. You never misrepresent yourself. No, I try not to. And so you are um, just very, like, traveling. Like, you like it. It's, like, hyped up. (laughs) It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I do. Like, you don't get bogged down by it. You Like, if you want a Kretzel, you get a Kretzel. (laughs) If you need a Snickers... Guess what? You're I'm getting, getting that Snickers. Snickers. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you want to buy 10 magazines. Yeah, does everybody no. want coffee with whipped cream? Let's yes. go. Yes, that is yeah, you. Yeah. And Daryl, as we can imagine, <laughs> is exactly the opposite. Daryl would sit at the gate. He would get a cup of black coffee, wait till they open the gate. <laughs> Not even go to good his coffee. Seat. No, it would be like gas station coffee. <laughs> but here was the funny thing about that. This moment is... Daryl left the camera yes, on the plane when the, we exited. Nice like you had just gotten it and brought yes, it on vacation. Yeah. And you know, here's the thing about Daryl. Daryl doesn't, doesn't make, make mistakes. No, he doesn't make those mistakes. <laughs> and we gave him such a hard oh, time for hard making time. that mistake. And the other thing, I can't even talk about it too much because it would be too much. But watching your husband drive in Puerto Rico <laughs> in a rental with me, you made me navigate. You said you're sitting in the front seat with him <laughs> yes, because and he's from Amish country, your sweet so you Amish husband just, <laughs> driving in a foreign country with was, some 20 year old yeah, giving him directions. It was something, and the car was little. He uh, he gets real quiet yeah, in those. Yeah, like, d- if you think Daryl's <laughs> quiet in real life when he's stressed or frustrated, <laughs> he goes Wait, really quiet. These are, these are the good days. Oh, Focus. they were they're great memories. <laughs> But it was, those are just were, fun I thought things. you were going to say the, re- well, first of all, we always find the best places to eat when we go. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, whether it's a hole in the wall the or a really restaurant. Is that but what we, you thought? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. the bor- borough, what was it called? I can't remember. Something. something. And we went there, like I the think donkey. we went there three times. I know. And, and by the last time you're like, I am ordering my own bean dip. No one, I'm not <laughs> This is the last it. time I will ever come here. <laughs> so true it was so fun and that teddy was, was in a trip. phase where he was like we said guacamole and he was like guacamole and we're like, <laughs> yeah he's funny That's so funny. Yeah, those, those are, are those yeah, are those funny are fun. moments yeah 
Well, hey, this is part three of three. And in part three of three, we wanted to talk a little bit about finding and keeping friendships. Uh, Since last week, I tried to do some digging on that best friend term, and I really couldn't find what I was looking for with the 1940s. Introducing like that's that term. when the term best but i did come. find something really fun okay um so you know the term bff yeah yeah i use it so bff was not a thing it wasn't recorded anywhere and it actually came from the television show friends get out of here i know right phoebe this was in 1997 i don't know what episode you could probably google it even though i'm google boy <laughs> <laughs> um Phoebe Buffay said BFF in an episode in 1997, and it became part phrase. of our culture. Oh, cool. And I love knowing stuff yeah, like I that. Yeah, I do too. So who knew that BFF came <clears throat> straight from the show Friends? Um, here's the thing about friendships. Friendships are hard. Friendships are really hard. And so when you find those friends, man, keep them and hang on to them. Mm-hmm. Here's what I found this week when I was reading about this is – there's some statistics from the Barna group and I love me some good statistics. It Their statistics would say about 20% of men say that they have good solid friendships. And then I was surprised about the wow. women's statistics. They, according to their research, 40% of women would say that they have really good friends. Wow. I, I thought it wasn't would be surprised higher. about the men. I actually thought the men would be a little lower. <clears throat> I was surprised about Same. women. Yeah, me too. I have a perception that women, of women yeah, say that, yeah, that women have really, really, really close relationships and are invested in them. I, I just, I guess, maybe that's a sexist thing. You know, it's one of my unconscious biases about yeah, women. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it said that forty percent of women would identify themselves as having really good, vulnerable friendships, and that was really surprising to me. Um, Here's the hard part is I think we tell ourselves that friendships are organic and that they'll just happen. Yeah. So, you know, I think this is, I was thinking about this too. This is what happens is I work in a school system. Both of us went to, had the college experience where you go away and do that whole thing. After being in those organized structured environments, when you're done at college, it's like, yeah. What happens? Yeah, exactly. You know, and you those think, environments create these organic yeah, free flowing friendships. You think friendships. that's going to be everywhere and it's not. It's really not. Yeah. Here's the other thing is I think if we remind ourselves that everyone has a little bit of a fear of rejection, it would make friendships right. so much easier. Right. 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 <laughs> because I think everyone has those fears where they they want to be loved, they want to be cared for, you know, even men I would say men don't want to be rejected. Right, Absolutely right, not. Right. Um, and I think that, that it makes friendship a really complicated thing as an adult. And I think in our first conversation, we talked about the seasons of life that we go yeah, through, you know, yeah. when you have little kids at home, it's, it can be really hard, but also your kids can bond you to other people. Right. So there's that upside. Um, and then, you know, in your season of life, you have more time to invest in people. I do. So, yeah. Yeah, let's so talk to me a little bit about finding friendships and keeping friendship. What does that look like for you? Well, I think keeping friendships, you know, I went through a season when, you know, if you if you have children, you go through the season that, you know, I, I, you're in it. You know, you don't have oh, a I'm ton of it. extra time to invest in friendships. So, um my best friend from co- <laughs> my best <laughs> friend from college when the kids were little, we were owning a business, we were running she would call me and sometimes she would leave a voicemail that say said um, something along the lines of like, hey, I was mountain biking. I broke my leg. Call me. 
because she would have called me. Oh, 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 that's you a know, lie, though. Yeah, that's, that's like a, a joke. lie. Yeah, 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 she would have called me like three times and I wasn't returning <laughs> her call. So she knew that if she made up some sort of out, outlandish story that I would call her back. Yeah. And, and she laughs about it, you know, now. When Can you we say who about that it. is? Because I have a guess. Yeah, it's Darla. It's Darla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, that's hilarious. And so... Um, and she'll tell the story now and, and I just have to own it and say, well, it's true. It yeah. was true. I mean, yeah. I, I was just in that season of life and I think, I think, you know, friendship and relationship is a two way street. Absolutely. Let me tell you, it happened today. I, I was, I was taking a nap. I was in the twilight okay, and okay. my phone was ringing and it was Darla and yeah, it was Darla yeah. and, and I was coming up out of sleep, but I knew when I woke up, I, I said to Daryl, I'm going to go in the other room and call her back yeah. because you know, I need to do that. We right, hadn't touched right. base for a while. And, and so it is a two way street. I mean, Darla can't be the only one calling. I, you know, I need to call back or I need to shoot her a text or, you know, you, you have to, I think you do need to pay attention to that. Like pay attention 100%. to like, if, if you feel like, Hey, I'm, I, I wonder how long it would go if I didn't call or text this person, how long would it go before I heard from them? Right. You know, and if that's a, if that's an issue for you, you need to have that conversation. Right. Like, hey, I feel like I'm the one that makes, you know, most of the effort. I feel like I wouldn't hear from you unless I was the I one who texted effort, or yeah. call, you know? So I think that, I think that, it's important to note that friendship is a two way, it's a two way relationship. It's a two way street. Right. You shouldn't know one side of the friendship to, should do the heavy lifting. Right. I think too, as you get older, you know, you really quantity over oh, or quality yes. over quantity. Yes. yes. So both of us are highly extrovert. I know this is shocking to people that are listening. If this is your first time, we're extroverts. Surprise. Yes. Surprise, surprise. And so to be honest with you, I was always surrounded by people. You know, my whole mm -hmm. high school, I never was really a group person. I bounced around to different groups, um, and I had a job in high school and that kind of thing. And the same thing in college, I kind of bounced around to different groups. Um, like I was involved with student government and theater and shocking, right? Um, puppets, we talked right. about my puppetry <laughs> era. <laughs> um, and so I kind of bounced around, and I always seemed like I had friends around. Right. And then when you're done, it's like, yeah, where are woof. they? Yeah, where are right, friends? Right, I right. have nobody around. Right. Well, I, I'll tell you one mm -hmm. place that friends have come for me. My, my most recent friend that I'm so enjoying her company is Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a, somebody reach out and say, "Hey, listen, I've never done this before. You know, would you meet for lunch?" And we and um, Kelly and I have become really good friends. Yeah. Um, so you you can cultivate relationships in different spaces than maybe. 15 years ago that's, or 20 that's years ago. That's really true. Um, and, you know, you can always meet somebody for lunch in that way and be like, you know, that was a nice lunch. I'll probably do it every now and then, but this probably won't be somebody I have in my everyday or right. every week, you know, life. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, it's totally I think okay. Too, there are different levels of well, friendship. Yeah, Here's the reality. It's, it's also your, your, when you have that, um, I've heard you give a talk where you talk about like, you you allow certain people into certain parts of your life and you compare it to like a house. 100%. You know, there are friends that are in your front yard. There are friends yeah. you allow on your porch. There are friends you allow in your living room. Yeah. Friends that you it's funny that you brought that up because Mallory, after she listened to the first episode on friendship, she was like, I thought you were going to talk about the house. Um, and so the house analogy for me, what that, what that looks like is I use the house as a visual for 
the level of intimacy that you're willing to give to people. Mm-hmm. And so think of it about, think of it in the, in the sense of your home, who you let in certain spaces of your home. So, you know, there are people that you love having a conversation with them on the front porch mm-hmm. and you feel like that's a great place for them to be. You're going to make small talk and chit chat and it's really good. Then you have people that you'll invite into your living room that are a little more, you know, they have a little more access to your home. Mm-hmm. They see your home in a different light. Then there are people that you let into your kitchen that you're going to, you know, those friends that you stand in the kitchen while mm-hmm. you're cooking, you're gonna you share a meal life. with them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they know what's going on. They see when your house is messy. And then there's people that are like a bedroom friend or, you know, a lot of times that's your spouse and mm-hmm. maybe even one other person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that really knows your heart, your heart yeah. really, really, really well. And so, you know, that analogy of the house has helped me over the years because I think sometimes I expected everybody to be a kitchen friend. Yeah. And that's not true, you know, and, yeah. and it's okay. And I think, I think, um, another thing is, and you've mentioned this before, we've talked about this in the past before. I think it's important to enjoy your friends, yes. like to really laugh and enjoy their company. <laughs> yeah. Like obviously we laugh. I think we <laughs> cue wheezing. <laughs> I think we have a friendship that has always felt light. And yeah, I think it always that, yeah, it always feels really fun. I mean, right. even even if we have times that are tough, we can even be having a tough time and be crying and be like, "Why am I crying about <laughs> this?" And then we end up laughing. That's so true. You know. So, but but I and I also think that you know you don't have to have friends just your age. I actually think right. it's really important to have friends that are older, a little right. bit older than you and friends that are a little bit younger than you. Yeah. Um, I think, I think that's important. I had something happen recently with a friend that I thought um, was, was a really great thing to say, and I'm not going to out her. I'm not going to say out loud who it was, but um, recently we, we put our 15 and a half year old poodle down. Yeah. And I, I, I did not share that publicly. Finnegan. I did not share that on any kind of social media or didn't share publicly. I just didn't, you know, it just opens the door to just experience it, the sadness all over again. And I was really sad. Right. Um, and, and listen, the reality is, is you wanted the Finnegan story. That's a kitchen story for you. So that doesn't deserve social media. Yeah. Those are for your friends. Yeah. I just didn't, you know, and I am very, I'm a stickler for trying to get back with anyone who DMs me. Right. And so I knew I was going to get just precious messages DMing me and I just would have to, I wouldn't have to, but I would want to respond right. to all of them. And I just, it just, I, I just wasn't ready to do that right. yet. Maybe right. one day I'll do it, but it just wasn't ready. Yeah. And so I had a friend come over that, um, and, 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 and that spent a couple of days yeah. and the first morning she was like, where, where's Finnegan? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, we, you know, we, we put, we put him to sleep. We, we put him down. He had a terrible seizure and he was having accidents yeah. like literally daily. And he was um, confused. And she's like, wait a minute, you put your dog down and did not tell me. Yeah. And I'm, and I was like, yeah, I, you know, I just, I just, I just didn't want to experience the sadness with, you know, I just didn't. And right. she said, okay, listen, we need to, we need to set some friendship 
expectations Mm -hmm. like right now. Mm -hmm. She's like, when, when you have something this big go on in your life, if we want to, if you want to continue being really close friends with me, you've got to tell me this stuff. And I'm like, really? Like, and she's like, yes. She's like, I want to know, like, I want to know when you're really sad. And, and she's like, I would have just, you know, been there for you. And I just thought, Oh, well, that's really sweet. I said, okay, well get ready. Batten down the hatches sister, because (laughs) you open the door when, when bad news comes, you're getting a phone call. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. And I thought, Hmm. Well, it's interesting. I was, I was reading about, um, good friendships and what, you know, what psychologists would say a good friend does. And one of them is shows up for you in the hard times Mm -hmm. that, that friendship people in friendship show up. Um, I actually, I want to rewind just a second because I think, I think there's an important key to this that we need to, to talk about is where do we find friends? Right. Or, you know, we kind of jump to keeping friendships, but where do we find well, friends? Because I and think I, the way we were raised is church. I'm right. We find them in church or at work or at work, church and work. But, you know, you mentioned social media. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I love? My mom um, joined a pottery class. Oh, my gosh. I love that. And too. She, she's so good at it. Right? So good. She's a sleeper potter. So good. <laughs> she was so sleeping good. on that pottery. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, you know, she's cultivated some friendships there. I think there are you can find friendships around hobbies. Thought, oh my gosh, I found two great friends here in Worcester through through yoga. Well, that's great. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're um doing downward dog together, yes. I guess you get real yeah, close. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say like, <laughs> do you want to go to for brunch after this? Or, yeah. You know, you, you, you just kind of get to know somebody. Um, if you exercise Absolutely. with them and spend time that way. Part of it is, um, being visible. So I read yes. this week, this study, so true. this was a Harvard study. I love me some Harvard studies <laughs> is they did this study about this smart. <laughs> they're pretty smart. They did this study where during this course of a class, so they did this a whole semester, they had people set up to go into this class and just be in the class and act like they were students in the class. Oh, okay. So they had one person go in like five times through the semester, one person go in like 15 times that semester, and one person go in like 30 times that semester. And at the end of the semester, they asked pointed questions about like, what did you think about this person? Oh, What did you think about that person? And truly, the outcome of the study said that for you to make connection with people is you have to be visible. You know, you have to be present. Yeah, so yeah, whether that means that. you have to be going to church on a regular basis, you have to be going to work. That sounds really funny to say. Yoga. But you have to go to, you know, you can't go one time and be like, well, nobody's my friend. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. Your level of visibility with people and their familiarity with you is really what's going to help good. you. Yeah. I'm doing the finger taps. Yeah. It's really table what's tap, going to help tap. you. <laughs> create and cultivate friendships is is how visible you are Um, our youngest son joey joined never played volleyball in his life joined a volleyball scrubbly that's so fun and is really good at it wow really good and um but those folks have become great they've become great friends he's going to mexico to a destination wedding for for one of them that's so cool and um when i met them the bride said to me i was so i was so touched that um, Joey was one of the first people to reserve and put his money down on on the block his, of rooms. Yeah, to block to, of the block of rooms. That's and so good. So, so you can do things like that. Join 
join a scrub league of something, right. join a pottery class, join yoga. Join- you know, and you've talked about the baseball mom. So if you're yeah. in a season of life where you can connect to other adults, here's the other thing when it comes to friendships um, and you're in a healthy spot. We talked about, you know, red flags last week, but, <laughs> and when you're in a healthy spot, I think it's okay to have different friends that fulfill different needs. Absolutely. I think we sometimes, 100%. Yeah. I think sometimes we look at people and we think they have to be the friend for me. And that's just not accurate. Right. You know, it's okay to have a yoga friend. Right. And that person is a yoga friend and right. you love having brunch with them after yoga and right. you can talk about right. certain things, right. you know, it's okay for me to be, this is me being vulnerable in a public place is sometimes I struggle with small talk friendships or yeah. friendships that are like just about work or just right. about a hobby right. or well, just we, about we, our kids. Well, we were talking right before this podcast that I, to- I told you that I think you need to make it a goal within the next few weeks to ask yeah, a guy, a, a, another guy or another man right. out for coffee. After- here's the, see, here's the thing though. This is what I struggle with: is I want it to be super meaningful, meaningful right away. Well, then you and have sometimes to- I have to adjust my right. expectations. And don't you also have to be then intentional who it is you want to invite? One hundred percent. And you're a good judge of character. I know there there are probably three people you could rattle off that you know what I'm going to mm-hmm. ask that guy to coffee. Mm-hmm. One of them would be your former mentor who hasn't seen you for a while. I know, I'm sure. so true. His wife great. listens to the podcast. Yeah, so. and, and he's wonderful. Don, you know, tell Tom I love him. <laughs> tell Don, tell Tom to call or text Matt about going out for coffee. If and you don't hear in. from me by March fifteenth, please tell Tom to call or text me. But it's true. I think my you're going to get a text from Tom Lee. I just know. <laughs> Here's my my struggle and my to be honest with you, my problem with friendship sometimes is I want everybody to be my really close friend. Right, right. And that's really not fair to the person, the other person. Well, I think I it's think okay that's for you. I think that's you in your mind, but that's not really actually in reality. You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I having think that's people you romanticizing in your mind, like you're like, that's what you tell yourself. Totally. But in reality, like we really talked about it. That is not true. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think it's good to have a fun friend or yes. somebody that's a, yes. you're a friend with around yes. hobbies or you know, a friend that you help each other, you know? Right. Um, And so I think as you uncover friendships, it's okay to have friendships that serve different Different purposes. purposes. And you don't have Mm -hmm. to be, you don't have to feel guilty about that either. Mm -hmm. I think I also struggle with feeling a little guilty about it because I'm like, Oh, what if they're just a fun friend and, Maybe they want mm-hmm. more. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe mm-hmm. I honestly, this podcast should be entitled Matt overthinks everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is the title. of the podcast. <laughs> Well, I also think, you know, experiences, you know, experiences build your friendship. I mean, we have, we have such a strong friendship because we've had great times and laughing times and oh, the, we've but been we, in the pit, but, but we've been down and <laughs> we have been down in the pit bit literally together i mean Uh, our families and and you know it's we've been through some really really hard sad hard things and so i think there's a level of it's not just loyalty there's a level of kinship there's a level of bonding there that's you know that that is different than if you just have a friend that's a fun friend totally that you've only gone to concerts with and you know, soccer games. So what do you think are some, some things if you had to tell someone how, what should we be doing to maintain 
these healthy friendships. So we found these people that we love and we're like, how do we keep people in our lives? You know, if we're in a busy season of life or our margin feels short, or maybe we even are like, we feel stagnant with some friends that we've been friends with for a while. What are some things you think we can do to continue to cultivate those friendships and make them maybe grow in new ways or even deeper ways? Well, know your friend. Yeah. I mean, I, I just had a friend come from out of town that, um, I know the things she loves to go do. Right. Like I know the food she loves to eat. Like, so know your friends. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, like no. And also, um, you know, I would, I would not overthink your friendships, but I would analyze friendships to where like, are you the one always serving, always giving, always doing, or is it, is it pretty equal? Like when's the last time this just happened to me. I, I told you this before, before we, um, before recording this, that I have a friend that's been a friend for a really long time that knew that I was kind of in a winter funk. And she called me and she said, Hey, I saw your Instagram stories and I saw you're in a funk. What can I do to help you? Right. Like, what can I do to, to help you and to serve you and to love you well? And I was like, wait, what? You know, because, because we've been friends for a long time. Mm -hmm. So that language we don't usually use. Right. So I think you can do that. You can say to yourself, you know what? I need to ask so-and-so, like, how can I be a better friend to you? Like, totally. what are ways that would help you through this season? What is something um, something Mallory did recently that I saw her friend um, post on Instagram? Is, is Mallory had a friend that was had a really busy day, and she sent her money to go treat herself to Starbucks. Yeah. I mean, there are little little gestures that are big they're they have big impact that you can do to to cater to your friendships and to let people know that you love them but the first one is to know your friend right like know know what they love know what you know know what they would be interested in and what they wouldn't right here's what i think i think another part of friendship that maintains friendship is as you evolve and change and grow is commit to that person and write out those transitions with each other because we both have been even in our friendship have gone through different seasons where it's been easier to connect and it's been harder Harder. to connect Mm -hmm. and then you know kids and not kids and you know if you've been in friendship for more than hopefully people have friends more than two years you know that people go through different seasons you know and even in my own story in my own journey I've gone through seasons both of us have of deep, deep sadness where right. the thought of being vulnerable with a friend is cultivating like cultivating a new friend. It's like, oh no. my word. Yeah. And you know, just writing out those transitions and those seasons of life with someone, there is so much to be said right. for, for being that friend for them. Yeah. Here's something else I want to say that just came to my mind and I'm, I'm, I just feel led to say it. If you have a mother, a father, a significant other, a sibling who doesn't encourage you to have friends. Mm. That is, that's an issue. That is a red flag. That's a red flag. And that needs to be navigated with someone professional because anyone who loves you should never try to keep your circle so small that you're the only one in their life. Right. And that goes for even your spouses. Like if if your significant other or spouses does not want you to have or cultivate 
relationship or friendship outside that relationship, that's a problem. Absolutely. So, um, if, if that's you and you're like, well, I don't really have any friends because my wife, my husband, my mom, my dad, whatever, anytime I get a friend, it's like, I'm friends with them for three weeks. And then, then the people, those people start being critical of that person oh, or discouraging you we from being both have that. come from yes. we have both have family members yes, totally. that when you make a new friend they will find any flaw and tear them yes. down yep and that that is horrible it's horrible because it's so hard because it's hard to cultivate the friendship it's hard to even want to continue being friends because it's almost easier just to be like you know what fine i just right. you know and it really is something that I think takes a professional helping you navigate through mm-hmm. that because there needs to be boundaries then set in place of like, hey, you know, the circle needs to be a little larger. Absolutely. You know, than two Absolutely. people. Right. Um, and I think too, oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> I think too being, you know, I have written down here is being open-minded to growing and changing with people. Yeah. Yeah, is that's true. Having a friendship that you want to stand the test of time is you are going to change in your lifetime. Right. You know, we've changed in our friendships. You know, we've both grown in different areas. Um, And I think being open-minded to that person challenging you or saying, hey, actually think about it like this. Those are what creates friendships that move into a more vulnerable place is when you allow that other person to speak into your life and to really invest in you and um, really shape you in a way that maybe hurt sometimes you know right we right, have our right. we always talk about our faith background because it shapes so much of our worldview but i think of iron sharpening iron and that that passage from the bible that talks about you know for you to have a really good friend they're going to sharpen you right. and they're going to say hey maybe you're wrong <laughs> right or maybe you need to think about this in a different way because i don't think you're you're seeing it in the right way right right and those those relate those um conversations can be tense and uncomfortable and heated but i also think that if you're open enough to your point if you're open enough to the growth of it and you say okay how can i apply this to my life right is there area is there margin for me to change in this area and grow and and a a lot of times if you can brush aside your hurt feelings or ego you can say yeah you know what this is an area there is a grain of truth in there yes right absolutely right right. here's the last thing i actually have written down is if you don't know what else to do if you're like i don't know how to be vulnerable i don't know how to show up for people if all of the what we've been talking about feels really foreign or feels really unknown at the end of the day you can't go wrong with asking questions about the other person you can't go wrong with just being interested <laughs> in their life, asking them about themselves, asking them about their story. If you don't know what else to do, ask questions. Because Absolutely. I don't know about you, but I feel loved when people are interested in me and want to get to know or hear right. a story. Right. You know, right. I was actually at an event this weekend where there was somebody that's been in our community forever And Mallory and I asked this person a really simple question and we found out that they have a child with disabilities. We found out that they went to school for medicine and have never practiced medicine because of life circumstances. You know, when you ask questions, you really, really can open the door to vulnerability on both parts and And get to know new things about somebody. And so, you know, I guess that's my 
that's my parting shot is if you don't know what else to do, ask questions yeah, and you can great. never go wrong. Yeah, that's great. Leanne, I'm thankful for you as a friend. Oh, I feel the same way about you, Matt. I, I know. It's it's so great. It's so fun to have a friend that's been around for so many different seasons of life. Okay, now listen. What? Let's, I'm listening. Let's test this. Okay. I have told you what song, I, if I die before you, what song I want sang at my funeral. What is it? Can you give me the first line? Can you tell oh, me? Open the eyes <laughs> of my heart, Lord. It's okay. And I also know that we're going to all toss magic garlic dust on your grave. Either your casket or your grave. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to have to like, I'm going to have to maybe like a Wes Feldner kind of guy or Danny yeah, Bunnell or yeah. one of our friends that yeah. plays the guitar. I'm going to have to be like, hey, I need you guys to come to Leanne's for you. Yeah. Sing Open Eyes of My Heart. Like, yep. Brush you up on it. your 90s yeah. uh, CCM music. That's known your favorites here. To your well-seasoned table, please send us magic garlic, magic dust. garlic dust to sprinkle over Leanne's body. <laughs> Hey, well, thank you so much for joining us in this conversation about friendship. And you know what? This is a topic that is near and dear to our, yeah. our heart. So if there's something that we've talked about in the last three episodes, or maybe you're just joining us right now, if there's something that you you have want us to elaborate on, or you have a question about, yes. or even to be honest with you, we're open to push back. Yes. If sure. there's something where you're like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. You feel free to message us on DM Instagram. No, DM no, no, Leanne. She, as she has said, she will always get back to you. DM me all the good stuff. DM Matt all the pushback. But we would love to hear we from would. you and interact with you. Um, and yeah. And on Instagram, it's, at Hey Matt Barris and at, at Leanne, Leanne Miller. Miller. Yeah. And the other thing is, if you've been enjoying the podcast, we always appreciate when you leave us a review. Yes. I it's like a happy little surprise yeah, when so I check rate, on those re- Apple Podcast review reviews. Yes. Um, so thank you for our friends yes. uh, that have done that. Yes. Well, hey, um, whether your days have been ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these, these are, are good, good days. days.